Welcome to I Was Told There Be Food, a podcast by grad students Jen and Alex about all things academia and history. How do you get academics to attend anything? Well... How do you get academics to attend anything, guys? Promises of food. How do you get academics to attend anything? Food and wine. Yeah, mostly wine. Popsicles. Promises of the sweet relief of summer vacation. Ooh, that's a Because that one. actually exists in grad school, right? Watermelon. Clam bakes. Because who doesn't love a good clam? Ice cream. Ooh, I was going to say pretzel. Ooh, you can put pretzels in ice cream. Ooh. Pretzels. I was just thinking the same thing. Money? <laughs> Syllogisms. Yeah, right. Um... <laughs> Promises of a good time. Sure. Like I said, so that, that could have some. Oh, that could have a bad <laughs> you know, yeah, That could have a bad company. Uh, take that back. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Networking options. Breakfast foods. Fireworks. Ooh. Tis the season. Coffee. Mm, definitely. It's always food. It's like, I mean, I know that's the, the title of the podcast. I was going to say, podcast, but... welcome, Alex, to the whole concept. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally got it. He's been waiting this whole time to understand why we say the thing. Okay. That works. So, yeah, uh, that was interesting opening. We have some news for you all. Oh, do we? Yeah. Um, it's a bit bittersweet. This is going to be the final episode of I Was Told There Be Food. Part of it was when we first started, you know, we wanted to produce a show for graduate students, saying something about the graduate student experience. And I don't think we've run out of potential topics to discuss. No. But I think we've also reached a, a good series stopping point, a sense of, you know, a year in the life of the graduate student and being able to say something about this crazy life uh, life that we've chosen to lead for five plus years. Yep. I mean, for me, it's, it's, an it's a turning point in my life. And it doesn't mean that I can't still talk about grad experience. It doesn't mean I couldn't still have advice. It doesn't mean I'm not still thinking about teaching and history and interpretations and how we do all of our work. But at the same time, I'm not going to be a grad student anymore. I mean, in some sense, I'm not already. I'm in that weird limbo zone. I've talked mm. about that. But it's about to be official official that I'm not a grad student. So so if you're really sad, listeners, it's Jen's fault. It's all my fault. Well, you know, we've come a long way. We obviously started with three of us. And a grad student is a huge commitment. And so... We lost Katie a while back, and now I feel like it's maybe time for me to move on as well. And that, I mean, you're interesting, Alex, but I just don't know if it would be quite the same with just you each week. No, <laughs> you no. You and your cat. Oh, conversations with my cat, though. Maybe that should be the spinoff. It should happen. Listeners, check the banner ad below. You'll find all the relevant information to subscribe to your new favorite podcast. It's me. Ooh, and... It should maybe be a YouTube channel, though, don't you think? Well, I don't know. My cat is very vocal. Oh, okay. Getting him to say things into the microphone, that might be harder. Mm. 
but see, now I want it on YouTube because I have visions of you chasing Soren around with the microphone to try to get to <laughs> like a like a terrible <laughs> reporter with the ticket in my in my hat. You know, you would totally. Sorry, sorry. Can we get a quote? <laughs> you would totally do that because everything's better with a costume. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, recently, um, speaking of grad student life, uh, one of my one of my friends here started a brand new Facebook group dedicated specifically to procrastination and it's called cats of academia it's basically like cats of instagram or cats of the internet but for academics nice mm -hmm. so now we've got tons of pictures of like cats laying on top of books cats laying on laptops cats pawing through notes tearing them apart making our mm -hmm. lives just 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 lovely so alex like you said this is kind of like it's a nice bookend it's a year in the life we started back and so we basically did a spring semester, summer, and fall semester in that order. So not exactly an academic year. And I don't suppose but, that this is our survey day, right? No. Because we do enough of those. <laughs> I was just thinking, though, like, so do you have a takeaway from talking about this stuff for a year? Well, one that I get a lot, and I get this more when I talk to people in person who have listened to the show, and um, introduce people who who seem like they might be interested in the topic i always get a great sense of oh that's a fantastic idea i would totally listen to that from graduate students the idea of i think there's a lot of solidarity among graduate students that on a person-to-person -person level you can sometimes get but sometimes mm -hmm. it's harder to feel connected to a larger a larger uh, group of people. Um, I think it fits in the same niche as, as things like the PhD comics, for example, just tiny little right. spots of, of, of refuge on the internet for talking about some issues. Mm -hmm. I also think that being able to have an opportunity to discuss the perspective of graduate students in a professional setting is something that I've really appreciated and, and some listeners that I've talked to have really appreciated in that it's a bully pulpit. It's a small one, but a bully pulpit for issues of professionalization or, or grad student perspectives on pedagogy. Mm -hmm. But what have you found at the end of your year? I think one thing I found is, you know, when the podcast started, I actually thought we were going to do more history-related content. And the feedback we kept getting was, we like the advice stuff. Continue more with that. And so... We did. We shifted. I mean, we still did historical stuff from time to time, like all the president's food and silly things like that. But we responded to what people were saying, they, the content they liked the best. And I discovered I really enjoyed doing that and thinking about it. And I think it made me more conscientious of my own grad experience. Um, thinking about things like when, you know, the Play Nice episode... I suppose that was a minor hit uh, of ours. Um, <laughs> but I, a lot of people have brought that one up to me and like the importance of like this sort of competitive world we live in um, in grad school and how to make it more palatable and bearable and, and actually be supportive of one another. So mm -hmm. I guess my biggest takeaway is that for this year, I got to be a small part of people's lives in like supporting that mission of just being in it together. How do we best build each other up? And that's a dose of the real that you don't necessarily get very much in, in academic life. Yeah. 
I, I was thinking just about the fact that it's an avenue for resolving certain issues that you don't expect when you come to graduate school. Like I know one of our one of our more popular we seem to have a lot of popular episodes that are on very negative topics. I don't I know if you've noticed very much. No, I've noticed. I mean, like our most listened to episodes are the ones where we were just like doom and gloom. <laughs> it's bad sometimes. <laughs> and I wonder if that's just a sign of the times and what people want. But maybe, or maybe it's a bit of misery loves company or <laughs> oh my god yes i am not the only one feeling this way because we didn't just say bad things like we tried to help people navigate through the dark times exactly exactly and i think that has resonated well i really enjoyed for as much as it, it runs antithetical to our maybe our intentions as academics the uh, just don't do it episode i still think is one of one of the better conversations we've had just yeah. because it is and especially now i mean we didn't know it at the time but education is being more existentially threatened now than it ever has been in this country's history right so you have to think about what's best for yourself exactly and academia might not be what's best like we have to acknowledge that even though we love academia on in some way because we're here do you still love academia now that you have the opportunity to close the door on it forever if you want? I do. Um, so I had, I had a semester last, at the end of the spring semester, I had to move out of my office. And even though I was still going to be funded through the fall, I wasn't going to, I was going to be doing an online job editing our department blogs. So I wasn't going to be teaching anymore. I knew that that I might be done with teaching forever because of the way the academic job market is. And I, I have to admit for like a week as I was packing things up and getting ready to move out, every time I walked by a classroom and people were teaching, I would like tear up. I would be like, this is almost <laughs> over. Oh my God. And I felt like such a sap and I felt ridiculous. And um, I took a bunch of pictures of my office after I cleared it out and I was like posting on social media. It's the end of an era. I'm so sad. And I really was so very sad. But I think that I think that I don't know what life holds for me next, but I'm going to miss academia if that's not where life takes me. On the other hand, I'm not going to lie. There are system, systemic problems in academia that make me so mad that I'm not really sad I don't have to put up with that right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. From, from the perspective of those of us who are still sort of in the thick of everything else, it's, I think it's, it's a difficult time to really consider our own relationship to academia. Or at least in my in my own perspective, it feels like there are many days where I wonder whether or not it was the right decision to make the kind of commitments to get into graduate school as I do. Uh, because you look at some of the systemic issues of administration or teaching, and you begin to think, am I really affecting change? And what is it taking out of me to be here, in, here day in and day out, year in and year out? But I think the conclusion that I really try to grapple with by the end of this year in the life, this, this experiment with uh, I was told there'd be food, is that 
you constantly have the ability to remake or try to remake your graduate school experience into what you want it to be. And for some people at some institutions, it's going to be harder than others to have a lot of control over that situation. But the reasons for going to graduate school, really, the desire to learn, maybe the desire to teach, those are, those are, those are attributes which do not have to be dampened or destroyed by this experience. They don't have to be changed. Those are you. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I'm like at this moment though, like between my reflection and your reflection, I'm really missing Katie's humor right now. We need a good PowerPoint or something <laughs> at this moment to lighten it up. Yeah, we need, we need Eisenhower's meatballs. Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, apparently the man could cook. I appreciate that. Apparently. Apparently. I mean, this isn't just a, like a 20-minute advertisement for you to go and listen to the rest of the episodes, right? <laughs> the archive will be available, though. Yeah, it'll still be around. And, you know, bargain price for grad students. Free! <laughs> well, mostly free. Cost you download space and bandwidth. Yeah, you can just play it on the internet. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully net neutrality doesn't become a thing. A thing yeah. that's not a thing. You're determined to bring us down, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's always been my job. That's how I was signed on to this project. I was supposed to be the dour realist who, who spoke in a semi-monotonic, droning, analytical voice. And, and, and it's really hard when Katie is gone and I can't, like, I have to step into the humor shoes, but we have to share the humor shoes. So you get the good pair and I get, like, just the one left shoe. And it doesn't make any sense. Apparently. Interesting. Really so is. I didn't know we had delineated roles. I mean, Katie has always been the funniest of us, so that but yeah. that was just kind of natural. Do did I have a role? Did you type like put me into a position? Was was there a casting call that I missed? Uh, no. I think that when you edit these, you just get a sense of you are very much the person who is is hosting the conversation and directing a lot of the new questions and being sort of you are you are the entry point for the listeners to the topic. Uh huh. I think I just try to keep us from derailing, which didn't always work. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so well, but. What are you going to do? It's also graduate school. If we're following a set schedule all the time, it's not the same experience. Yeah, it's true. That being said, you all should be writing. <laughs> Cue right. the music. What are you wasting your time here for? What is wrong with you? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, I hope it's I hope it's because that there's something you can get out of out of listening to other graduate students. Sometimes complain, sometimes analyze the world of higher education. But even for those of us like you, Jen, who are at the end of the graduate school experience, I don't think, I don't think any of the conversations about the meaning of graduate school and the importance of graduate school and the challenges of it has to end at all. No, I don't think so. And I think in some ways, it, we're not completely ending, right? Like, we'll still have a social media presence. I don't love doing Twitter as much, so I really am lackadaisical there. But the Facebook page, the Twitter, it will still be there. It will still exist. It will still be a, a point to interact. And the whole library is going to be available. We're not taking it down so people can still go back. And I feel like, you know, there are a couple current events kind of post, but even those we tried to tie back into historical interpretations. So I don't, 
you know, I don't think that it's uh, like this was a only listen to it in the moment kind of thing. I think that there's a, a hopefully a bit of a timeless quality. So it'll it'll still be there. And we're still going to be around. We're just not going to be producing podcasts. I'm beginning to think it's because I'm afraid of social media. But why have we not had an Instagram feed where we show pictures of food, which are promises that are never fulfilled? Huh. I mean, I know Katie and I talked about, you know, more photos of things like that. But I don't think any of us wanted to take on the added responsibility of Instagram as well. I mean, you got to remember, we were all busy. Uh, you're, you still are. I'm like in this luxury <laughs> mode where I'm like, I'm not really busy right now. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, um, you say that to the person editing um, the podcast. <laughs> but I think that is just that, right? Like we all had all of our work. I mean, you can only do so much. Could we have done better with Twitter and even Facebook? Yes. Could we have had Instagram and everything else? Probably. But, you know. Mm. We we have to be grad students, too. Mm -hmm. This is useful procrastination, but there's a limit. And I think on some level, it it's good to mark an end, to recognize an end, that this is, this is the closing of uh, an experience which doesn't stop because we're not going to be podcasting anymore. But like with a good TV series, I think if you have a, a conclusionary point, it works a lot better. Oh, my God. You are that guy. Like, you were the guy at summer camp that would have been, you know, at the campfires, bringing everyone to tears. No matter how much everybody tried to be jovial, you'd be like, but it's over. At summer camp, I think I was the person that once almost got thrown out for um, using the kayaks as jousting vehicles. Oh, the paddles, you mean? Because... <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> no like we would jousted we, with the kayak or the paddle. Well, uh, mostly with the paddle in the kayak, but it was also sort oh, of like okay. there would this be ramming of kayaks against kayaks, and one did actually puncture and 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 submerge. Not my fault. Okay. Yeah, sure. Right. Not not the fault of me at ten. Nope. Uh huh. All right, we need to do one more round of the history trivia challenge. Oh boy. Actually, I was actually really nice to you. You're going to get yours. No. Oops. <laughs> I forgot I put that question back. <laughs> uh, no, just, just don't worry. Just change the, change the tone. You're going to get yours. Um, okay. Anyway, so this is not the question I thought I was asking you, but it's a good one. What war saw U.S. soldiers first issued toothbrushes? Say the War of eighteen twelve, or the Mexican American War. You're just gonna list them all now. Or... It's one of those two. Uh huh. Um, World War Two. Nah, really? A standard issue? I guess, according to Trivial Pursuit. I mean, I didn't bet this, but I mean, that's kind of like whoa. Uh, I guess there's because toothbrushes were very common household implements as as early as the late eighteenth century. So. My guess is they probably just expected you to bring your own toothbrush to the war Maybe. beforehand. Right. I mean, sucks if you're the guy who forgot to pack his toothbrush. Right. Because then when you have to go out on the foraging party, you also have to find a horse. Sure. I'm sure Ho that's horse, exactly what was horse on their hair minds. Toothbrushes. I, I'm, I got it. Yeah. Okay. 
You ready for your question? I'm actually going to be nice. That wasn't mean. It was <laughs> fascinating. It is fascinating, though. Okay, Jen. What two-word phrase to describe an ambitious social program was coined by LBJ on April 23rd, 1964? The Great Society? Is that what we're talking about? Yep. Yeah. The Great okay. Society. Oh, okay. The way you looked at me for a second, I was like, wait, did I miss some tricky part of that clue? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was an easy one. <laughs> You're welcome. I think, we'll, I think we'll have to post all the official trivia scores for the end of this just to see, because I feel like I've been floundering quite a bit in the last couple of months. I don't know. You've been getting it right, left, and right. I know I got last week's and this week's. I don't know if that means quite a bit. <laughs> mm, I think it's still pretty significant, and especially given that we're historians. We're not supposed to know anything about history trivia. I know. What's up with that? I really don't know. Well, I think that's a wrap. Like Kansas oysters pieces. or something. <laughs> thinking of a real thing and nobody uh -huh. is helping me. Derailing. Like We're si already derailing. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's the Simpsons. Are we having like mustard flavored ice cream? What? No. It's don't like salty and the sweet. salty sweet combo? What's wrong with you, Alex? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to go with A. Juan Perón? Yeah. Oh. But don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah, don't let anybody fool you. No, no. No matter how strongly they pretend. It's all about food. Of course. Oh no, it's academic reasons because I wanted to hear so and so speak about such and such. Nope. 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 The snacks. It, I mean, your thigh would probably be tastier in the. They're not eating it. <laughs> How do you get academics to attend anything? Promises of food, especially if it's researching about food, because apparently Jen is giving up on her dissertation this week. And I am hooked. I am giving up human rights history and studying. Food history from that... now on. Are popsicles food? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I haven't eaten, this is going to be my reason, because I haven't eaten breakfast today. I am hungry. Hungry, hungry hippo Hippocrates. There you go. <laughs> was that right? Well, I think I was expecting Alex to say something smart, and I just wanted to interrupt with something not smart. Oh, and he was trying to be clever. I don't know. Breakfast seems like a smart thing. Yeah. See, we don't know anything. We don't know what we're talking about. Um, says the one who got her question, right? Oh, you know what? I don't care about the Great Depression anymore. I don't care about the Great Migration anymore. I, I'm just done with American history. <laughs> after, after we... <laughs> don't worry, Donald Trump is too. <laughs> Donald Trump is done with history. That'd be helpful. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe we should just campaign for that. So... This is so uplift. This is such an uplifting episode. Uh -huh. but, you know, we promised to keep it real. I did. I don't think we ever promised that every episode was going to be fun and funny and happy. So I think getting away from just academic things, because it's always going to come up. Like you can go out to dinner or go to a bar, and you're still going to talk about school. It's never going to go away. Yeah, we're nerds. We're not getting away. From well, exactly. And for the internet's pleasure, uh, if you can start tweeting at Alex to actually start a real podcast with his cat, uh, we would appreciate it. I heard this great podcast not too long ago about media in whoa, the classroom. Wait, wait. Oh, okay, good. You're plugging ours. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, are you cheating on us, Cam? Are you cheating on us? No other, other pod podcasts are allowed oh, to exist. In okay, okay. All right. No, just check it. Just check it. All right. <laughs> media butter. is going to actually turn us into food. It's not really going to be about academia anymore. It's just going to be. I mean, we're going to come full circle. That was my plan the whole time, <laughs> Although we'll fulfill the promise of the podcast title. All right, it is time to do the ever popular, always embarrassing history trivia challenge. Woohoo! Fine, fine. If this is not a podcast where we can discuss the minutiae of history trivia, where I mean, 
I, I, I don't know what it's about. Anymore. We're supposed to get trivia wrong, not <laughs> right. teach people. Yeah, we're not teaching people stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I think the moral of the story is that it's already a hard environment to make sure that you cultivate good relationships, but your experience is going to be so much better if you put that effort in and try to be that person who's going to uh, be helpful, but, you know, be a friendly face and not just a competitor. Mm -hmm. And we're all in it together. Thanks yeah. for uh, joining us for an entire year. Everybody, listeners, Jen, Katie. Yep, for real, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll still be around. If you do want to contact us ever, you can tweet us at IWTTBFpod or check us out on Facebook. Thanks to Brian Jones for our music. And it's time to go because... We, we should, should be, be writing. writing.